0: Welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, color-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Melissa Robbins. I am bringing you today some insights, little bits of information that hopefully you can use and make some small tweaks and changes to your website to help you sell more. Now uh, I focus on and I work with a lot of product-based businesses helping you sell more of your product or if you are a retail store helping you sell more of your products that you sell within your retail store. So the key customers that I work with are Product-based businesses helping you sell more of your product. Now, there's three ways in general to get more sales, and I've said this a number of times. You may have heard me say this um, before. Essentially, you can get new customers. So you can get new customers who buy your product, and they um, you get new customers all the time other way is that you can get the current customers that you have to buy more often so you've already got those customers and you get them to come back again and again and again and then other way is that you get the customers that you already have to buy not just buy more often but buy more when they buy so every person who when they buy they buy more of your product so their average order is higher so there's three ways to increase your sales now whether that say those sales are coming through wholesale whether they're coming through retail your direct-to-consumer online store whether they're coming from markets, whether they're coming from Etsy or all the other different sales channels that are available to you, there's definitely, you know, there's still those three ways to increase your sales. All right, so D2C is one of those sales channels that you might be using in your business. So selling on your own online store, your own e-commerce and overall it should definitely be, it's the easiest way to get started in your business because, you know, the Because the barrier to entry to actually get your own website up and running is pretty small. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take a huge expense to actually get your website up and going. And of course, you can spend, you know, a very small amount compared to a very large amount for a um, company, web design company to actually build something for you. But it is one of those channels that you can get up and going quite quickly. So it is a small barrier to entry. So every person who has a product based business, a brand or a retail store should have an online space, should have somewhere where they can sell online to, Not just sell the product online, but showcase what they have available as well and showcase their whole range. And obviously share all the other information about your product and stuff like that too. And if you are selling your own product, it would be great if you could have between 20 and 50% of your sales coming from your own store. That would be a great um, situation. More, if that's one of your focuses, if you you might get 95% of your sales all from your own website and 5% from wholesale, everyone is going to be studying at different places. Everyone's going to come in with a different, um, you know, focus of what they want to spend their time and energy doing. But your online store is one place where you can get sales. All right. So, and I'm just going to run with D2C because that's just the acronym, which is obviously much faster to say than your own e-commerce store or your online business or your online website. D2C is selling direct to the consumer from your own website. Everyone who sells D2C should really make sure that they know their numbers. So knowing what your traffic is and, you know, how it's tracking, is it changing, is it improving, are there peaks and troughs, do you know where the traffic is actually coming from and what can you do to actually get that traffic to your website? And there's a whole you know, range of things that you can focus on there. I do have a free download, which is 15 ways you can get more traffic to your website. So you can grab that from my show notes if you wanted to have a look at that. And then also knowing the numbers of what your conversion rate is. So if you're selling online, depending on what your product is, the, there's a standard for what your conversion rate might be. As a generalisation for e-commerce stores, you would definitely want to be over one percent. Um, ideally, you'd be over three. And you know, if you're doing a really great job, or you've got a really specific product, or you're solving a really great problem, or you've got a really unique selling point, your your conversion rate might be up to you know five or ten percent, which is very rare. However, it is possible. I have seen it with a number of products. One number of my stores who sell product. And then your customer return rate ideally again would be over twenty-five to thirty percent because you want to make sure that customers are coming back in, not just getting new traffic all the time. You're getting people who know you and trust you and buy from you again and again. So having a high customer return rate is great as well. And your email marketing and other strategies that you can use to, you know, encourage that customer loyalty um are going to increase that as well. Too high though, you're not gonna have enough new customers. So you want that balance of making sure that it's not you know, 95% return customers because you're not getting enough new traffic to your website. So ideally, you would have a customer return rate over 25%, but, you know, you don't want it too much higher than 80 I believe, because I think that you need to have new traffic coming to you as well, not just the same regular customers who have seen your stuff as well. All right, so those are the three numbers that we're looking at. We're looking at um, knowing what your traffic is, what the actual visitors to your site are, knowing what your conversion rate is and knowing what your customer return rate is, and then the other one that is great tonight is your average order value. What are people spending when they get there? And again, there's ways to increase that. What we are going to just focus on today though is if you've got traffic to your, coming to your website, what are the, and but your conversion rate is not great, what can we do about it? What are five things you can do today easily, quickly and make tweaks to your website to actually increase your conversion rate? All right, so number one is what are the first impressions? How does your website look? Is it old font? Is the font tiny? Have you got a really bad contrast? What does the design look like? Is it clean? Is it um, fresh? Is it updated? When was the last time you changed your photo? Is it a high-quality photo? What is, is it cut off at all? What is the imagery that you use? What is the design elements that you have on your website? How old is that font? How often have you updated your look and feel, your color palettes, the contrast, the um, you know, whether you've got scrolling text or all of those design elements, first impressions count. People really you want to make an impact in a very short amount of time. So first impressions are everything. Make sure that you've updated your website, whether it's the fonts are changed, the color contrast is really high. You use beautiful imagery, you use bold contrast, and you use um updated new on-trend sort of colours and fonts and everything like that as well. Alright, so that's number one, first impressions. What can you do to make some slight tweaks, slight changes quickly and easily? I'm looking at a um, website now from one of my customers and I was like, the first thing you need to do is change those fonts. So simple, small, little tweak in your, you know, back end of your website to change your fonts, make them bigger, make them bolder, make them um you know, it depends on where you're at and what your design elements are. Definitely for headings and stuff, it's great to have a serif font. I really like that. I think that's really on trend, but it also can be great impact if it's a nice clean font as well. It's easy to read. And again, depends on your branding and your look and your feel, but you don't have to have the exact same fonts in all your branding as you do on your website. All right. Number two is your menu. So who are you designing your menu for? Is it for you? Or is it for your customer? The customer going through that customer journey on your website, what are they looking for? How easy do you make it for them to find something if you, they don't know where they're going? If they've never come onto your website before, if they've got no idea... Do they know from your top menu what you actually sell? So ideally, you would have that in categories across your top homepage. You would have things like, if you sell homewares, homewares. Um, Do you have, if you sell fashion, do you have fashion on there? So really making sure that your top menu, the menu that most people see when they land on your website, gives your main categories of what you sell. Don't just have shop. That is the standard Shopify, you know, menu option. It just has Shop give people more than that it's great if you have and if you only have one product then that's obviously a little bit different but i would still have more i would have your main categories across the website of what you actually sell and make sure that they are broken down and filtered as much as is relevant or is possible so if you sell fashion make sure that you have all the different categories of you know whether you've got dresses tops skirts bottoms um, you know tanks or knits or whatever you might have have those broken down in that first drop down menu and then if you have a lot of things in that range as well have further breakdown so if you sell dresses and you sell lots of dresses and you have heaps of dresses on your website like let's say more than two pages um, across your product page or your collection page then make sure you've actually got that broken down further so is it long dresses is it maxi dresses is it midi dresses is it pr- um, print dresses is it off-the-shoulder dresses, whatever it might be that defines your brand and your range, make sure you have further breakdown. So it makes it much easier for people to actually find what they are looking for and search for the things that they're looking for as well. So have in your menu a really obvious breakdown of what your categories are. And also, I love a bestseller or a new arrivals um, tab because that's often the first thing I'll go to if I'm going to a new website. So having those two things as well there is a great idea. And as a generalization, that top menu should be used, top navigation menu should be used for selling things, not for telling me things. So for selling, not for telling. The telling can either be in your footer or in a different part of your header, somewhere else on your website. It should not be in your main shop navigation menu. All right, make some tweaks to changes. What does your journey look like for someone? If someone has to know what you've got and where everything is, how does your menu help them have a good customer experience and experience your website with ease? That's what I would say as a suggestion. All right, number three is shipping. Tell me, tell me, tell me lots and lots of times what your shipping is. Is it a flat rate? Is it free over a certain amount? Is it a flat rate, you know, for overseas or for worldwide? Do you ship worldwide? Tell me multiple times on your homepage without me having to go and search your shipping page. So tell me before the checkout. Ideally, it would be on your top announcement bar. It would be somewhere else on your website, on your homepage. It would be further down on your website, you know, on your homepage. It might be even in your footer. Tell me multiple times what your shipping rate is. And if you have free shipping and or if you have a threshold and if you ship worldwide so tell me more than once what your shipping is and you know have a little think about your shipping too like if you you don't want to include your shipping in your cost of goods but you want to account that you are going to offer some free shipping to your customers in your in your sales and so therefore how can you make your shipping a flat rate that works for most people And obviously, if you've got a huge product or a heavy product, you're not going to do that. It's going to be much harder to actually do that. But ideally, you would have a shipping rate that told me either where you sell, where you send, and also what your flat rate is. You've got to account for some shipping costs in your um, expenses. So not in your cost of goods, but in your expenses. There's definitely some shipping that should be um, catered for in there as well. Number four is to tell me your returns policy. Don't have it hidden and really hard to find. Lots of the new themes on Shopify and stuff like that, now you can have it in your product page and you can have information about, you know, little drop-downs about where your shipping and your returns are. Have the information easy to find and easy to understand and make it really clear about what it is. You may even have an icon on your home page which actually represents what your returns policy is and how quickly, you know, how how long the process is as well. Like, is it 30 days? Is it 14 days? Um, Do I get a store credit or do I get a refund? What is the situation with your returns policy? make it obvious, make it clear. Um, It adds trust factors to your website and it it removes some of the barriers for people to buy and gives that clear, obvious information and will save you lots of time in frequently asked questions or issues that come up as well. So definitely have a clear returns policy. Number five is to add some social proof on your homepage and don't have it hidden like, you know, really far down in the scroll. Have it closer to the top of your homepage. So whether it's reviews that you've gotten, you know, lots of different ones scrolling that are are moving as a slider – or whether it's an app that you use that actually has your um, reviews coming on it, you know, like four or five different ones and they slide across and there's new ones updated all the time. Or whether it's just, you know, a big and bold ones that you've written yourself within the actual homepage design of your website. But have some social proof on your homepage as well as in your product page. So adding social proof is going to give people that confidence to buy your product and everyone loves seeing and hearing what other people say. The reason that Amazon has huge amounts of, you know, reviews is because it works. The reason that Etsy has lots of different reviews on their, their you know, showcases on their product area is because people, they know that people trust other people. So have your reviews on your website and have them on your homepage as well as in your product page. Within that social proof, I'd also just add icons. So across your middle of your homepage, having some icons which show me in a very short amount of time some key features of your product. So whether it is that it is sustainable, whether it is made in Australia, whether it is made from recyclable plastic, whether it is that you have 14-day return policy, whether it is that you have three-day shipping or same-day shipping, what are the things that make you different and make you stand out, having those for social proof and for information on your homepage is a really great tool. All right, so I've given you five things here just to make some tweaks and changes to your website. Let's just cover them again. So we've got one, number one is first impressions. Make sure you update your colors, your fonts, your imagery regularly so that it's not, um, you know, dated and old. That's the first thing you can do just to make an easy change to your website. Number two is make sure that your menu is clear and the navigation is for someone else, not necessarily for you. So don't just have... You know, your collections on the page and, you know, one shop button. Make it clear with your categories and tell me what you sell and filter it down and have drop downs as much as you can. Number three is shipping. Tell me multiple times on your website, above the fold and within your homepage, what your shipping costs are. And ideally, you know, how long it's going to take too. That is another option that you can add in there as well. Number four is make sure your returns policy is clear and easy. That doesn't have to be flashed all over your homepage, but it definitely should be obvious and easy to find, not just hidden down in your footer that you can actually go and search for it. So have some information to showcase what your returns policy is. Number five is add social proof onto your homepage in the form of reviews and testimonials, as well as adding icons to so I can quickly and easily capture information about your brand and look at your values, understand some key, you know, unique selling points about you that give me that quick information quick information without me having to read too deeply into your website now if this is something that you're like I need to work on my website I need to focus on my website I need to boost my conversion rate I've got some traffic coming to my website and I'm going to work on other ways to get more traffic to my website but I don't want to send traffic to my website when it's converting at the numbers that it is right now so focusing on your conversion rate even if it's tweaking it you know a half a percent one percent is going to make a huge difference to depending on your traffic's um, you know volume that you have coming to you but it can definitely have a huge impact on your total sales as well. So I what I do is I make sure that um, the clients I work with, one of the first things that they do in my program is they go through my five days to boost your conversion rate. So in my roadmap program, everyone gets that. That is one of those things that I think everyone should do. You can buy it independently. It is just five days to boost your conversion rate and um, I'll put a link in the show notes for it here as well. If you just want to grab a checklist to get some information to really have that quick win, how can you make some tweaks and changes to your Website right now, within you know a couple of hours, really make some easy updates. Grab my checklist, which is going to help you understand which things to focus on, which things to look at first. What are the things that you can do quickly that are going to um, make a big difference to your actual conversion rate of your website as well? All right, so I hope you found it helpful. I really want to make sure that you. You can get some quick wins that you can do some quick tweaks and changes that don't have to cost you lots of money. Um, but you can definitely do it without having to spend thousands of dollars on web designers and web developers, which have their place, but they definitely not do not need to be something that you pay, you know, on a monthly basis or anything like that to make changes to your website. Go on to the days when that is needed because there's so much easy access you can get to everything now by having hosting your own website and making changes on your own website. So definitely have a look at how you can do that and have a look at you how you can update that regularly. And as I said, I go through all the examples of how to do this and on the tech side of it to make it easy for you to show you how to do this in my five-day booster conversion rate where we touch on... A- you know, the things that we've talked about here today, as well as, you know, like 25 times more um, information in that program, really helping you figure out what other things that make a difference to that conversion rate in your website as well. All right. So we're here for more sales, um, you know, more customers coming back to you more often. We're going to focus on some other areas of your website and the d 2 wholesale sales, everything else like that in the next couple of episodes. Head to the show notes and you can get all the links that I've talked about today. So... Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.